Well, hello, hello. Welcome to episode three of the One Life Church podcast. One Life Church, um, we are a church in Evansville, Indiana and Henderson, Kentucky. We are one church in three locations. And honestly, we just wanted to start a podcast to have some conversations together and continue the conversations from our Sunday mornings um, and also just be able to talk about some behind the scenes. Sometimes those conversations don't really get to happen and being able to talk about them in this platform is a little bit different. So today we get to talk some more of our staff and to my left I have Natalie Jaranowski. She is our executive director of One Life Network which basically means she's in charge of everything. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Um, and then uh, opposite her on the other end of the table we have our lead media producer Thomas Bernardin. Hi. Yeah, you have That's to talk on a podcast. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, supposed to wave at the camera. Yeah, I, no. it? Okay. I didn't Not wave. Do we need to start over? No, let's just no, keep going. I like good. it. We're good. I only did because I'm the media producer. That's so. true. He only mm-hmm. thinks in video Sorry, usually. Hi. So yeah, it, this will be new. Pretty much I'm every happy to be here. Uh, most of the quality productions that you've seen at One Life have in the last what two three years have come from mm-hmm. Thomas. Almost three years. His creativity, and we really uh, enjoy. I mean, I get to work with him pretty much every day, and most of the time, I really enjoy it. So, well, all thank, the time. I think we should talk you, about the times really that you do don't. Most of the that time. would yeah. be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be interesting. You don't know. And then uh, we have our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson, will kind of be leading some of the conversation and continuing to talk about some of the things that he got to um, kind of teach us a little bit on Sunday and continue that. And we want to ask him some questions, but also. Um, see if there's anything that you didn't really get to that you want to continue talking about. So I guess first we talked about a couple different things, um, kind of how we ended the the message yesterday and the response to that, kind of what do we think people are talking about? What are people taking away from that? And I don't know if Natalie, you had any, any feedback of what something you think people might be walking away with. Well, I liked the response time at the end where you challenge people, um, what is a relationship that you have, kind of that challenge that you need to mend that or you need to do one thing, what's one action you could take. So yeah, because that was good. It's a personal thing. Everybody probably has something like that, I would assume. I mean, maybe you're thinking of someone right now. Yeah, that's right. Maybe you are. I, I know I am. It, it, was, it, was, it was a challenge to come up with those things and then do them for, my, <laughs> for myself. I, I honestly try to do that. Uh, just think, okay, if I'm going to have people do this, I probably ought to go ahead and participate in it as well. And it was getting to the idea of it says, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. And then brotherly love is one of those things that you, it, if you have siblings, it drifts back and forth. Typically, I mean, there's sort of some people are very, very close for their brothers and sisters and they have to think about that. But others in a family, you you kind of ebb and flow in terms of your relationship. And and I think that's one of the things it's getting at. Like, do I uh, do do I have to go after this relationship a little bit more intentionally than I have been because I've let it drift? But the good thing about it, it's it's there. It's present as a relationship. So that was kind of the concept uh, that we that we did was that uh, the same for you thomas or is that one of the takeaways or were you uh, just so involved in the media side of this that you weren't even paying any attention you uh, be honest. well i i do have to be completely honest um i look forward to this actually I, and I hope this is okay. Um, I, did you notice he <laughs> we'll looked at me know. when he That's said right. that? He's, he's shifting uh-huh. the ones so that's in charge. Gold, of gold stars is, may be at is, risk. Has, this is a very odd day for me to be here because I actually was not at service yesterday <laughs> because my um, my youngest sister got married this weekend. And so uh, on Saturday, uh, have it right. be. And so it was um, in just, Nashville. 
No, here in Evansville. Oh, it was in Evansville? Yeah. Oh. But it was it was just a very busy weekend, and um, so the family and I decided we're going to kind of stay back and, and recover. Um, but in <laughs> not recover. Recover. Oh. We didn't do anything This will be the first week this that I make so edits funny. to the podcast. Oh, no. Wow. Um, but remembering from uh, our Thursday recording, I mean, that, um, you know, so I have heard the message, and that being a takeaway that the brotherly love thing was very um, – uh, was in, impactful to me, um, and the in the story of the concert, which I'm sure you'll talk about at some point in time as well. So. Okay, we'll see. I mean, but, but I, I appreciate your honesty, and it, we look forward to uh, you know thinking about that in yeah. your next evaluation. That's I good. hope I oh, have a, right. a special meeting with because uh, <laughs> he has so, his immediate so, supervisor here, yeah, and her me. supervisor, and then, and then yeah. Then I don't so, want the word to get out that somebody yeah. be like, hey, I didn't see Thomas at church, so All right, no, that's good. Is so he, to be yeah. so to be clear, you were in town, but <laughs> made the choice not to come to church because you were recovering. Right. Right. Uh huh. Okay. There you go. Right. That's good. Yeah. Then that's good. Not. Because one of the things we said, interestingly enough, was that uh, if, you know you can stop. Uh, you don't have to be a part of, of a church to be a Christian, but you do have to be a part of a church to live yes. like one. And so, yes. uh, so that day you weren't living like one. Oh no, no, okay. I was. I, was. Yeah. I guess that would be one of my <laughs> my questions. Is so I threw that I'm out. Digging there. myself a hole. Yeah, yeah, you really are. It's, it's not really like what it sounds. I'm, it was all. You good. just danced too good. much. See, people wanted yes, to. I did. If you want a glimpse into the behind the scenes, you just got it, and so we could turn this sure. into just a real journey of what yeah. actually, what's Thomas's fate? And we'll, we'll get to yeah, watch it unfold. I don't know. We'll see. Right this here is in front of There will be meetings show. after yeah. this yeah. podcast this where... to a reality show. We'll see. Uh, no, the question is, uh, I, I think I made that statement and I've thought a lot about it. It wasn't just kind of meant to be trite and I wasn't first trying to do something that I thought would uh, be tweetable or whatever else. It was just, I, I do try to find ways of simplifying uh, a statement. And, and so you don't have to be part of a church to be a Christian, but you do have to be part of a church to live like one. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 Believe I do personally believe that's quite accurate based on mm -hmm. the New Testament. But any responses or reactions to that uh, in people's lives, and what do you think people out there in general would say to that, and why would they push back or be great fans? Well, when you say that, I immediately think about patience. Um, it's so easy for me to to read the Bible and, and say that I need to be patient with people and I need to be loving and, and all that. It's super easy for me to be patient with people when there's no people around me. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. there's, there's nothing like the church context when you're thrown together with all kinds of different people who maybe in your, maybe in your work or school or whatever you do, you're not with those types of people, but that's, that's the beauty of being in a church is all kinds of people come and you do have to exercise patience because there may be people who get on your nerves. Yeah. Not that there's any at our church, mind yeah. you. Uh, of course. Yeah. No. Well, of once course. upon a time, I remember calling it, this sounds really weird to say, but I, I called church the school of love, which is probably not, but the point being that could be taken a lot of different ways, but the point is that to your point that anybody can think of themselves as a loving person and say, I just want to love people, but mm -hmm. it's not until you actually are with them and in life with them that you get that kind of thing tested or, uh, or, you know, just challenged in any way. And I think that, and I think that's one of the reasons that God did come up with the local church as a, as a fundamental concept. Yeah. I mean, I, um, it's funny though, when you, when you said that, um, I, over my journey of, of 
being a Christian, I've heard, I have heard people say, um, I've heard that exact phrase, um, you know, said from people that have crossed paths with of, you know, well, you know, we're, uh, you know, maybe, you know, we're not going to church or we're not in a church right now, um, you know, but we're kind of, you know, just like really focusing on scriptures on our own or, or doing this on our own or, or, or whatnot. And uh, it, it is an interesting thing because, you know, to Natalie's point, you, um, you know, you need someone to push you. You need someone to, you know, to call, you, you know, I don't really call myself out on things very often, but other people do, you know? So it's like, if I'm yeah, like, they just did. Like honest conversations we've, we really get to have right well, yeah, here is with but, Thomas all the time. But we need that though. We need, you know, we, love him. we need that. Yeah. And it's in love. And, and, uh, so, you know, can you read, you know, can you, you know, go through scriptures on your own, kind of do your own thing. Yes. But I don't, you know, the whole growth thing, I, I just, it's hard to see how you could grow. Cause you don't have, you know, cause you're not going to challenge yourself further than what, you know, you're comfortable with. And that's why you need people. Right. What was some of the moderate, cause it, it's becoming, the reason I brought it up is because it's becoming uh, an increasingly uh, popular sentiment that, that, mm. that okay, I, I am a Christian. I don't need the church thing. You know, I don't like institutional religion. There's all that. We've all heard those statements or cliches or what have you. But uh, the more you do, I would maintain that the more there's that I would maintain. <laughs> I said it. And I'll never be able to say it free. Oh, I didn't even catch it. But we're, we're on the edge of our seats. That's yeah, when you're getting ready I, to make well, the big it, point. That, that when you go to the New Testament, I just can't find that. And I used to buy it because I believed it kind of. Hmm. Uh, but. Am I wrong? I mean, is it present there? What do you see as far as what the church is in the New Testament? Well, I think the Bible talks so much about loving one another. And you did that whole series where we had the whole list of the one another's in the Bible. Yeah. There's just an assumption there that you are doing life with other people, that there are others that you're going to have to get along with. It's not, it doesn't say if you ever are around one another, it just is, it's right. in the fabric of it. It's assumed. Mm -hmm. Well, what if I say I'm hanging out with my friends, we meet at uh, Starbucks on a, on a Thursday morning and there you go. There's my church. I'm home. Hmm. Is there anything? <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I think that, silence. good point. No, besides Thomas getting ready to order also, something. Also to note, like on these theological matters, I'm, pro I'm not as qualified as most of the other people. So, you know, I'll just yeah, throw that out there too. All of it is just my opinion and, right. and, so, and my 34 years of existence and wisdom. So I, I, I think it's one of those things, especially as culture continues to change. I think we have to be honest that the church, we talked about this last week in a little bit, the uh, episode one, that sometimes the church has had its issues where people are burned from it and they don't want to be involved with something where they feel like, yeah. you know, especially there's a, a, a younger generation, this next generation coming up and they're looking for ways to not be associated with anything, but yet more focusing on people. And I think ultimately that's what the church wants to do. Right. Um, but sometimes it doesn't always come off that way or if one bad things hap happens, you know, everyone is kind of held accountable to that, which is a good and bad, I guess. I mean, that's part of it, but, so I, I think your question, if, if I go to Starbucks with people and you guys are hanging out, I mean, I think there's something that can start from that, but at some point that, that can't continue to be everything for you. Yeah. Does I mean, that meet the definition of the church in the new Testament? Is it, 
just from a you know you don't have to be educated so, theologist to answer uh, yeah. what's your instinct well, as far I, as your oh, were you saying something? Well, here? I have something I'll say after. I want oh. to hear what you have to say, Thomas. Well, I mean, my thought is not necessarily even from um, the New Testament per se, but what you um, the you had a quote that said something of um, oh I forget, I remember the other the second half of it that, well, that if you would have heard it on Sunday you would remember. Well, it. no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a long time since you heard it. Um, but it was uh, about theology, like that the responses gratitude but the um oh yeah it was, quote, it was a quote from a theologian where he said in in, in christianity religion is grace and Re- ethics is gratitude yes yes religion is grace ethics is gratitude yes and um for me there's a lot of well not a lot of it's a major part of it is the worship you know so um you know that group that's meeting at starbucks it's um you know, where does it cross from like a Bible study to, to church is like, I think at some point we have to respond and it's like, you know, are you going to respond, you know, now if they bust out guitars and start singing songs right there in the, you know, Starbucks lobby, I mean, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, I think you have to be intentional too, because it's, you know, if it's, if you meet up and it's like, you know, well, last time we just talked about football the whole time, but this time we'll really talk about church. It's, you know. So an element of church is bringing the intentionality behind things. Yes, that, 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 yeah. that being intentional right. in having, because if, if you don't have that time of, um, at least for me, like the worship is very important in that it's like you're absorbing you know, you're absorbing what God has to say to you. And then you get it. Like we were talking about response earlier. The response is very important. I give it out in worship. I give it out in, you know, what I, you know, kind of that action. Right. I feel yes. like I'm getting a little jumbled, but Sarah, in a way can, that's yeah, some of my thoughts swirling on that. Sorry. <laughs> so thoughts this is how my brain that's works, right, by right, the right, way. That is a great brain. snapshot Menagerie. of every conversation <laughs> with Thomas. That's right. That's why he's that's, a creative. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And that's what exactly we love right. about you. That's why he keeps uh, addressing the camera. I'm like squirrel. I know. I keep looking at the camera. I'm not supposed to. True story. And I should know what to do. The first episode, it was more of an argument with Thomas trying to get the video to look right. I'm like, this is a podcast. We want to show the video, but I want the audio to sound good. Thomas wants a video. I can't turn it off. I'm sorry. So two things from that. One is more (laughs) of a vulnerable moment, and uh, I can share that after, but you were talking more about the New Testament, and um, I started reading, I don't know why, and just felt like I wanted to start rereading through Romans, and I started Romans 1 and 2 over the weekend, and I was reading Romans 1, and Paul even says, he's like, I can't wait to get back with you, um, not only to teach you, but to also learn with you. And I thought that was, it was a very like reminder that not only the people that who are teaching, they want to, they want to be a part of it as well. Just because like Brett might be teaching on Sunday morning does not mean that you're not a part of the corporate, you know, worships, you know, um, experience that we have every, every Sunday or whatever that is. And so I thought that was just a good reminder that it, it is kind of that model that we have set up to be together because, um, and then to the vulnerable side of it, there are some weekends where like, even before I was a part of One Life Church staff, that I would have this mindset of like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to get out of the house. I don't want to see anyone. But immediately, as soon as I'd walk through the doors and see someone at at West, because that's where I attend most of the time, it was almost like all of those walls were just gone. And it's like, I can't imagine not having that 
aspect of saying, hey, we're all kind of in the same place together. We're all responding in the same way. We're all praying together. We're all hearing the same message. And then taking that and going and doing it kind of as the church, you know, is not just on Sunday morning, but being the church in our community. So I, I don't think that sitting around just once a week at Starbucks would fulfill me by any means. Yeah. And, and it doesn't get to the principle, but, I, but it's, it's important to me for a couple of reasons. One is because I, I remember I had a, an argument with my mother-in-law, which is not a very good thing to do just for the record. You just kind of leave that alone, but over church yeah, attendance. And I was, I was going to, uh, to school to be a pastor and I was arguing that it really wasn't necessary. And she was arguing that it was, and, uh, you can see where, who won that in the end, you know? Uh, and so, uh, but I, I had that. And so, but I always wondered about that question, is it, or isn't it? I don't want to, I, I don't want anybody to do something because they don't have a reason for it. And so, but over time, I just discovered that the new Testament assumes it as a part of its fabric. It, it's, uh, we debate that all the time. Well, you don't have to go to church. And, and I say, and that's why I said be a part of a church, not go to church. It's a different discussion. But like you said, Paul assumed that within his writing. He said, you know, I'm coming to teach you. We're going to teach one another. He's talking to a community of people. Well, there it is. So I kind of resist this idea that I'm just sitting with the, it's just me and my Bible and God and nature or whatever else. And, but you're reading a document that has it as a part of its fundamental fabric. It doesn't just occasionally say, be sure you do this or something like that. So right. you look like you're burning up with ideas there, Natalie. Was, oh, or, I, don't, was, I don't know. The only thing I, w I was thinking in that, the part of the church where Jesus commanded us to make disciples. And so if it's just you mm. and your Bible and God and nature, that's fantastic. But are you, are you discipling the squirrels out there? I mean, <laughs> a part of our responsibility is to disciple one another. And, and I don't think that necessarily has to happen in the church, mm. but it's through that gathering of the community of people who believe the same thing I believe that I form relationships with people that we can then begin to disciple one another. Yeah. I, I always, that's, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And I, um, I always think about it. I always think about it from a challenging way too, because I have my tendencies. And even when, um, even when I'm by myself and go to read the Bible, I will tend towards, uh, you know, whatever kind of formula I had come up with years ago. It's like, you know, well, I, you know, read a little bit from the old Testament, a little bit from the new Testament or whatever it is, you know, and I may get stuck in these ways, but coming to church, there may be a verse that's brought up that's that's not going to be you know that that myself i you know wouldn't have wouldn't have gone there um or wouldn't have you know would have skipped over it and been like well this is you know too hard or too weird or i don't understand it you know so i'm not going to read about that but then when you you know you get presented with these challenges of what the message is and uh and it pushes you it makes i mean i've had many moments where it's been like oh man i've I've never heard that talked about and I wouldn't have read it on my own, right, you know, right. and, and then you get to, you know, you get to, you know, go to lunch with people after church and discuss it or what, it's you know, part and, of the process. Hey, and there's food and that's with the table again, you know, it's, food yeah, it's, and, it, and it's vital because it, on it. they're this concept of the body of Christ of being a part of local body. But I think we miss out on Jesus wants to express himself through one person to another. I think mm -hmm. we, we want to see Jesus work in our lives, but I think one of the most overlooked ways he prefers to do it is through other people. And he's literally yes. doing that. Uh, you're, you're each servants of his, you have his spirit within you. And so you 
theoretically are supposed to be kind of bringing something to my life that I can't bring to myself mm-hmm. from Christ. And, and hopefully I do the same thing. And that's where it's kind of mutually supposed to be going. If you deprive yourself of that, you're depriving yourself of an actual encounter uh, with the Lord is kind of how it, how it works, even though we all don't do it very well, probably. So you agree with that, Sarah? <laughs> no, I, I saw you thinking. Would you sorry. say that Brett doesn't that. do right. it very well? I think that was what he was actually asking. That's right. He does a great job. Uh, well, yeah, he's just he's trying, trying to, to recover a, from the thing. He does a great job yeah, on, the, on, the, on the Sunday thing. Yeah. Now, we also brought up this whole concept of brotherly love, and, and I don't know what you wanted to get to, Sarah, but... but the, and we were debating whether or not, I think in the culture itself, brotherly love was uh, culturally in the Roman world more like camaraderie. Uh, I don't know if they were making the distinction between brotherly and sisterly love. or. But when you think of sibling type love, it was talking about family loyalty and all that. Mm. How's that different from other kinds of loves? Because there's no question there's that family thing in there. Uh, how is family love, sibling love? different from other kinds of expressions of love that we have would be my question for those of you who have experienced that. I think brotherly love, like I have two brothers and it's just fascinating to me that, that no one, no one has my back more than my brothers. If they seriously, you know, were in a situation where they thought I genuinely needed them. I mean, they would be there in a heartbeat, Mm -hmm. but nobody can offend me and infuriate me more than my brothers too. It's this interesting relationship. I love them like crazy and they drive me crazy. (laughs) Like, but either way, they're my brothers. They're always going to be my brothers. I don't give myself permission to give up on that relationship. That's that's not in my mm-hmm. list of options. Right. And, and do you think it's possible that, that that's what the, the passage is driving at in this whole concept of family love is that uh, in the New Testament, and I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but it is interesting to think about because we've all, those of us who have siblings, we know what that feels like, especially as you're growing up and you watch your, or oh, yeah. your own kids, you, you watch I'd, them. I had a big dose of sibling familiness because my youngest sister got married this past weekend. She did, so. caused you to miss church. We heard about that. it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all roads so busy showing brotherly love. You didn't show it. That's right. No, but he was acting. Um, no, I mean, I, I was a groomsman. Yeah. I was in the weddings. So Way to go, man. You know, I was there for a long time. Um, so was that big dose a good thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, careful. No, no, yeah, I know. I know. Why well, I keep looking at the camera? Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, thankfully my, um, so I'm the oldest of two sisters and, uh, thankfully we all get along pretty well, but we've had seasons of, you know, growing up my, um, my second youngest sister, uh, Maria and I, we were, um, I feel like we were, uh, I don't want to say like arch enemies, but just, you know, teased, fought all the time. And then we got to high school and it kind of evened out, um, probably cause she started dating all my friends. Um, but, uh, so I'm like, okay, if I have to hang out with that friend, we gotta be cool with this or something. Well, uh, fix it right up. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, where was I going? Oh yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, yeah. but it is one of those. Th- okay. I know the point that I was going to say it's, so both of my sisters live in Nashville, right. Tennessee, and um, I really don't. <laughs> I know it's okay. there is a Nashville, keep, Indiana. That's true. That's there, there, right. there is. Yeah, there is a Nashville, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't get to see them uh, very often, and uh, and I'm not the best at communication, so like we don't, you know, we don't chat and talk a lot. Um, but even like this weekend, like. You know, my sister Maria and her family, I've, I've probably only seen them like two or three times this past year. Um, 
but it's interesting how this is my point. It's interesting how <laughs> with family Thomas would maintain. Here yes, it comes. Yes. I would maintain. Um, which I think ties in with, with the verse as well is that um, when I'm with them, it's like there has been no time that has passed. And it's like, um, you know, I don't have to say, Hey, sorry, I only saw you, you know, one time last year. Um, it's like, I don't feel obligated because I know, I mean, I, f- I don't feel obligated to, I can explain right. that. I don't feel obligated to like, like, wrap anything pretty because I know that they love me. Even if I was okay, like, so you're walking in a, yeah, you're walking in a built in love for you. Yeah. Value for you, like in, don't in, have to reestablish in any times yeah. that I have right. tried, like felt like I needed to apologize for anything. They've always been like, Thomas, you, there's no need for that. You know, you're, you're my brother. It's, it's fine. It's okay. You know? So it's yeah. like, it's this extra layer of, and maybe that's what they were intending with that you know, kind of early church thing. Like that's how we should be in the church is like this thing of like, you know, we're going to offend each other cause I've offended my sisters and they have offended me, but you know, you get through it and it, yeah, there's a, there's a built in. The idea is to have, because you know, studies have shown that, that human beings thrive in sort of a pre accepting environment. Like, like you, where you go where you belong, you know where you belong. You're, it's already built into the process. Yeah. When I walk to a Nicholson family reunion, I have a place just by the virtue of the fact that I happen to be a Nicholson and everybody's there. I've grown up with these people. They're all there. And, and I have this built in love that I'm receiving from that. And in that environment, I can learn, I can grow, I can develop and uh, all that kind of thing. So it's, and you don't have to go back and keep reviewing things and try to re-earn uh, their their approval because oh, yeah. as far as earning their approval that was gone a long time yeah. ago probably, yeah. so they're, yeah. they're just like hey we're, yeah. we're family here or whether it be like uncles so, yeah. or whatever you know they'll come up and hey yeah. you know and so I, I, I one of the things that we wanted to talk about was uh, that we, we talked about as a staff because I also said that that brotherly love is rooted in family identity not personal affinity uh, and, and what that was getting at is this, this idea that the relationship is based on the the family itself this is but that also, to me, it was a pressure off. And if you ask about what I wish I would have said, I wish I could have explored that more. It takes the pressure off because the church is filled with people I'm supposed to be loving, but they're very, very different from me. And then not everybody I have affinity with automatic. And I think people struggle with that. So did that have that effect on you? Or did you think about that at all? Or uh, at that point, uh, not you, Thomas, because you, you weren't there, but uh, you, anybody else, did you have that um, pressure off feel go ahead um so so i immediately when you just said that i thought about me and my sister and i would say we're we're like best friends but if you you put our likes and our interests side by side she hates the outdoors um she was looking for a house with the smallest yard she could possibly find um she would never leave the house without makeup she i mean and that's the polar opposite of me. I mean, I love the outdoors. I like to fish. I, I live in the middle of the woods. My sister hates bugs. Okay, I'm not that big a fan of bugs, but I do live among them now. Right. So, um, but we're still great friends. It's Even though we don't have interests that line up, we still mm-hmm. can get along great and have a lot in common and a lot to talk about. 
Yeah, and maybe that, the challenge is to give people the chance to do that. I think we come into a church and we're kind of looking for who else is like me, which is very automatic and, and understandable. But if brotherly love is something that's going to expand me out, that I might be willing to experiment anyway with. And, and I might find that I don't have anything in common with this person, except the fact that we're in the same family and we're, uh, we're in Christ. And that can be the thing that joins mm-hmm. us. Which, by the way, if you've never traveled internationally, it's kind of a little aside. That's one of the magical things that happens to you, though. When you meet someone from a very foreign environment that culturally and ethnically and everything else, they're very different from you. When you find out you're both believers, there is this kind of mm-hmm. cool thing that happens that you unite instantly, and it tears down a lot of those walls. And I think it's kind of what the church is supposed to be and maybe what he's going for with, with all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, uh, There's a couple more things we want to get to before we, we close up. Um, but I think something you said kind of was trying to get to what I'm trying to say earlier and I'm still trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. Okay, Sorry, good. I but didn't help you at all. No, I, I, you guys, but you guys all said things that really made me start thinking and something Brett, you had said was that when you go to reunion, like you immediately have a place. I think honestly, that's kind of where it is. Like the, the lying that is that you belong. Like there's just that feeling that everybody wants to feel like they belong. And when you talk yeah. about brotherly love or this idea of we talk about being siblings or someone in your family, you immediately feel like you belong. Like it's just, it's just something like I'm one of those people if I show up someplace and I don't know why I'm supposed to be there or where I'm supposed to go, I freak out. But like if I know that I belong there, that I have a place there, that I have a purpose to be there, I'm completely confident walking in and I go do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of times that's the difference is that there are people in our lives that we almost don't. Um, if we don't show them that brotherly love, they don't feel like they belong. We don't feel like they, they belong. And it's awkward. Yeah, and, and God's automatic, you know, ideal design for a family is that every single child born into the world has an automatic place to belong, which we all know that's been broken by the fall and sin and everything else. But the church is supposed to be that you have a place to belong. When you become a believer, just the fact that you're there I mean, at a family thing, you know, you don't have to have accomplished this, that, or the other thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in the club because it's running in your blood. And, you know, I think there is something to that. And that takes the pressure off in a lot of ways. What was the other thing you said you finally figured out you wanted to talk about? No, that was that was it. But oh, I said there were, there were two mind. more things that we need to talk about. Oh, though, two before, more. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. Yeah, before we, right. Well, you we, better do that. Now, yeah. Um, so one, uh, kind of going back to week one of the series and the idea was I am Mephibosheth, which is still fun to say right. after three weeks. Um, I can't say it. You want to try? Mephibosheth. Good try. Nice. Someone so, in the car on a trip I was on yesterday said I am Mephibosheth. I can't say it either. Yeah. Mephibosheth. And my husband said what kind of chef (laughs) (laughs) but but that was such a I think a really I don't know it was just an amazing way to hear the gospel in a completely different way that I think a lot of us maybe have heard the story but just for some reason did not see that Um, and I know you even said that should be on a shirt so Larry Tammy and Deanna May made shirts yesterday warm to west it says I am Mephibosheth and I have a picture and if you're uh, listening or watching uh, you can uh, go find that on the one life network social media right. facebook yeah. and instagram yeah. uh, that'll be posted up there for you to check out but yeah they they actually wore it to us and they wore them and it had such an impact on them like we're making shirts all right wow that's amazing that's did that they have may. people come up to them wanting to yeah, get know where they could get them they, what are about the marketing of that that yeah. may family am i right they're amazing yeah Larry's one of our elders here at one life so great let me make sure I hit that but then one thing we have to talk about before we close up is you went to a Taylor Swift concert. 
Yeah. I did. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. Um, and so maybe this will be the, the question as we end. Every week we want to ask Brad a question, which you can email in and give us any feedback or any questions you want to ask at podcast at onelifechurch.org. And also any messages that we've talked about, you can always find those at onelifechurch.org um, or on the One Life app. But Taylor Swift, how many times have you seen Taylor Swift? That was number four. And I said that publicly. And I openly acknowledge that this will divide the room and those who respect me more as a result and those who respect me less. I get that. I'm, I'm there. You know, hey, one, one person in the room down. respect me less. Being four a, times. Being I've seen a four production times. guy, though, I, so. I heard you say the production is yeah, I don't off care the who charts. You are. I, yeah, amazing. That's right. You can say what you want. I personally I'd do like, believe I'd like she to see is it. a good yeah. songwriter. That's another thing that will yeah. take my respect levels down. That's okay. And uh, we have some personal history with our girls, with her and all that sort of stuff. But sure. the production is absolutely off the charts. It's like yeah. something I've never seen before. It was incredible. Do you ever find yourself in the car listening to Taylor Swift by yourself? By myself. Have yeah. I ever done that? I'm trying to think. Not recently. I'm not a big fan of the. I think I may have at least once or twice. Because I have a few songs out there. They, my girls make fun of me because Back to December is one of my favorite songs. And uh, I've, I've talked about, you know, yelling out the, as a request, you know, the one lone guy in the room saying, <laughs> Back to December, you know. Or uh, I like uh, Blank Space and I like, um, uh, there's another one I like, I forget the name of it. But mm. I'm try- I think I have, I'm not real sure, but I definitely have with my girls. So that's, mm. that was always a good time. Well, and you get mad props for that. Because I have a feeling that the only reason you're even interested in Taylor Swift is because of your girls and a thing that that you could hang out with them. So you get mad props for that. No, but that's not solely it. They they know me well enough to know if if there was something they were into that I didn't respect or like, I wouldn't do it with them. But I had to at least find something. And I think she's a good songwriter. I think she did. I think she is. You know, and again, that's debatable for some people, which she knows how to write a melody. So sorry. I'll tell you. I agree. Yeah. She can write a melody. She can. I love a lot of her music in general, but there's one song that someone played for me one time and I can't listen to it. So the day without getting a little misty eyed. Is that right? Yeah. The don't ever grow up song. Do you know that song? Oh, I don't ever grow up. I feel like I have seen it. You want to, you need to cry. Just the one about the kid that. Yeah. Like just stay little, like darling, don't ever grow up. And all too well. That's the one I was trying to think of a while ago too. I'll get you Natalie. Do do you know, do you know any of this Natalie? I don't know any of this. All too well is a great song. No, she did write, maybe I'm thinking the wrong way. She did write a song about a friend that had a child that passed away as a child. And it's really, really well done. Yeah. This one's about like a parent going through like telling their child not to grow up and like the story of them when you actually like leave them and they go off. Oh, wow. I don't need to listen to that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's still a soft spot for me. Too. That'd be <laughs> rough. Yeah. Yeah. So, true. Anyway. Um, thanks for that. Sarah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You want a good cry. You can go <laughs> listen to that. Um, Brett, can you give us kind of a little bit of a teaser what this Sunday kind of is? Gonna this be Sunday is going to be about humility. The, 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 the next place in Romans 12, it says, uh, uh, devote yourselves to, uh, um, to brotherly love or whatever it is it says. Uh, Devote yourself uh, to each other and brotherly each love. Each other and brotherly love. Yeah, right. And then, uh, but, and outdo one another in honor. And so it's this, uh, just about humility. How do you honor one another? And mm. uh, so uh, a lot of misunderstandings around what humility is versus what it isn't. And uh, I've seen a lot of really good studies on that. So it's a, it's a cool mm. subject to, to really, how do you view others as more important than yourself and how do you show that? So I mm. think it'll be useful and helpful in, in both family life and otherwise. Cool. I look there you go. That. Well, thank you guys for hanging out today. It's been fun. It has. It thank has. you. Thanks, yeah. Sarah. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. So, uh, again, you guys can find any of that information at onelifechurch.org. And any questions or feedback uh, you want to give us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. And we will see you at episode four. Amen.
Wow, that went by fast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the One Life Church Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Inman. The One Life Church Podcast is produced by me and Thomas Bernardin. Music by Ben Brock and Micah Robertson. To find out more about One Life Church, you can visit onelifechurch.org. Or to contact us directly at the podcast, just email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org.